What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. This is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. Hey, we're not insiders here. We're just Rams fans that love talking about our L.A. Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Episode 211 of Rams Up. Gonna be out and about this week, so I'm coming at you a day early. Training camp well underway. Got a lot of Rams news. We're gonna have another player focus. Skipping the opponent focus this episode. We'll come back to that next week, next Thursday morning. I do have a little bit I want to share with you. In the vein of my sports pet peeves, I'm going to share with you my training camp pet peeves, all four of them. I also wanted to highlight a new format we're going to be switching to, a new structure, shall we say. Once the preseason gets rolling, we're going to do our typical pregame pod on Thursdays, and we're going to do our postgame pod, usually dropping by midnight or so the night of the game. I'm also going to be dropping Saturday night YouTube videos, a last-minute look at the game, maybe my fearsome four keys to the game, that type of thing. And I'm also going to try to post a post-game video right after the game, trying to capture the essence of the game, early thoughts on what happened. And then the pod, of course, will be toned down a little bit, maybe not quite as long. Hoping you all join me on the YouTube channel for some early thoughts after the game and then the pod to follow. And I may drop another pod, a short pod or short video, Tuesday mornings. Call it my, now that I've had time to think about it, pod or video drop, some extra thoughts, some additional thoughts on the previous game. And I'll be mixing in all those other features we regularly do, loop around the league, power rankings, sports pet peeves, all that good stuff. But just a heads up on that, structure is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to try it out during the preseason. We'll see how it goes. So this episode, we're going to get through some rants and NFL news. We're also going to continue our player focus series. This episode, I'm going to get reacquainted with Ben Skowronik and Tutu Atwell, two guys battling for that number three wide receiver spot, apparently anyways. Before we get to the NFL, Oregon and Washington leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Ten Pac-12 disappearing before our eyes, but let's be happy that four marquee Pac-12 programs have found a new home and a viable top-tier conference. Big Ten needs a different name, right? They're going from 14 teams to 18 teams. Four of those teams, West Coast teams. The Pac-12 conference may be a thing of the past, but the marquee programs live on, and I think they're really well-positioned. And then we hear Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah following Colorado to the Big 12. So that leaves California, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State. Hopefully they find homes. I don't think it's going to be in any remnant of the Pac-12 at this point. 
How's the Big Ten going to shape up? The East is currently Rutgers, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Maryland, Penn State, Indiana. The West, Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota, Northwestern, Purdue, Wisconsin. So maybe they'll move Purdue to the East to pair up with Indiana, then maybe also move Northwestern or Illinois to the East, and then throw those four West Coast teams into the West where they probably belong. That would give them two nine-team divisions, or maybe they'll do away with divisions completely and just rotate while keeping the traditional rivalries. I really don't like that idea. It's a little unfair to some teams. Michigan always getting Ohio State every year, while Wisconsin gets Minnesota. Maybe they can balance out the schedules in another way to make up for that. But I like the division approach. But how about two divisions? My special assistant, who knows everything but prefers to remain anonymous, had a great idea. Make it two nine-team divisions and have the two divisional champions play in the Rose Bowl on January 1st. Wouldn't that be sweet? Perhaps earlier to fit in with the college football playoff schedule. But the point being, keep the Rose Bowl viable if we could. The granddaddy game of them all may be a thing of the past, along with the Pac-12. That's the sad part of this. Really love to see Pasadena continue to be a part of the college football landscape along with the Rose Bowl. Hey, let's get back to the Rams here. A lot of little bits of news going on. Reading the tea leaves, reading Rams content across the internet, talking to some people that have been at training camp. Whose stock is up? Well, I'd say Van Jefferson and Tutu Atwell both have their stock up, both making a lot of plays in training camp. How about Tyler Higby and Bryson Hopkins? The report on those two is they're really tearing it up. I saw Tyler Higby made a great catch over Witherspoon the other day. And I also saw Higby interviewed by the Rams reporters and very clear based on that interview that Higby, as we suspected, was never 100% last year, but he is now. So that's a good sign. This is not good news for Hunter Long. Not sure what's going on with Davis Allen, but I suspect he'll be on this roster for sure. Hunter Long on the physically unable to perform list and Bryson Hopkins creating some space between him and Hunter Long on that depth chart, I think. And Cooper Cup stock is up day-to-day, according to Mike LaFleur, and he's out there helping coach up the young wide receivers, so that's good to see. Whose stock is up on defense? Kobe Durant looking more and more like a stud cornerback. Jason Taylor, the safety, a really competitive group there. The seventh-round draft pick making some plays in camp, as is the defensive lineman Jonah Williams. You know, it's Aaron Donald and a bunch of characters, and Jonah Williams is one of them. And we know he's an NFL-level defensive lineman, but can he start? Can he make plays on a regular basis instead of just being a an occasional plug-in for injured players? Promising performance by Jonah Williams so far. And the news on Quentin Lake. I guess you have to say the stock is up on him. They're playing him in a hybrid linebacker position at times in camp. Now, again, safety is a really competitive group. One of our better positions, I think, skill-wise and depth-wise, I really like this group. Maybe the thinking is our safeties are so good, we can't get rid of these guys. We got to find a way to keep them. And if we are, let's find other ways to use them. And 
voila, Quinton Lake in there playing linebacker, and that would be as a sixth defensive back, really. But he certainly is improving his chances of making this team and playing a significant role. I have not heard much feedback on the edge rushers, which is a little bit concerning. Maybe a little bit too quiet on that front for my liking. And that's a position we need people to step up, and I don't know if that has happened yet. A reminder, the Raiders will face the Rams in the second preseason game. So after this Charger game, the Rams and Raiders will be having joint practices. So that's always fun. And every time the Rams have joint practices, something crazy happens. And Rams, Raiders, from my perspective, that's not a good recipe. But we'll see what happens. You know, I talk about Ram haters quite a bit, and there's one guy that clearly loves the Rams, and he poked his head up once again, Colin Cowherd, and he was talking about how similar the Rams are to the Chiefs of last year, both teams with a gifted quarterback, both teams with a singular great weapon, both teams with a great defensive lineman, both teams with a very good linebacker, both teams with a very young defense. Chiefs had an extremely young defense last year, and both teams with a coach who has a brilliant offensive mind. And Colin is kind of echoing what I've been saying for a couple months. I just don't get this five-win prediction for this team. I know there's a lot of unknowns, but there's a lot of things we do know about this team, and Colin Cowherd just pointed them out. This team's going to be very competitive. Sprinkle in some NFL news here, that Hall of Fame game. A couple of ex-Rams made some noise. Browns beat the Jets 21-16. Greg the Leg had 10 points for the Jets. John Kelly, the running back drafted by the Rams back in 2018, had a TD reception. Hey, and Pittsburgh's running back, Israel Anabakanda, he had a rushing TD for the Jets. And this is the guy that I talked about prior to the draft. I really loved this guy. I thought he would have been a good fit for the Rams. I don't know if one preseason game is anything to get excited about, but I still have a really good feeling about Israel Anabakanda. And Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the rookie quarterback out of UCLA, he had a really good day, 8 for 11 and a TD for the Browns. Sometimes there's quarterbacks that get drafted later that just have it, just get it, and maybe Dorian Thompson-Robinson is that guy. Maybe he'll end up being a pretty good NFL quarterback And last bit of NFL news, Alvin Kamara suspended three games. He will miss the Saints' first three games against the Titans, Panthers, and Packers. We're going to get to our training camp pet peeves here in a second, and then on to our player focus, Ben Skowronik and Tutu Atwell, two wide receivers both drafted in 2021, entering their third year with the Los Angeles Rams, and both Kind of polar opposites in a lot of ways. Going to have a little fun here. I'm going to tell you about the fearsome four things that annoy me about training camp. The things that get me spun up a little bit this time of year. Let's call it my fearsome four training camp pet peeves. And number one, I'm going to call out coach interviews. I know these team insiders are really struggling to find content. 
and hey, the coaches make themselves available and they start asking these questions. Hey, how's this guy fitting in? How's this guy developing? The answers are always the same. Something like, hey, he's really coming along great. Love what we see. Love the passion, the urgency. He obviously looks like he belongs here. We're really excited to see how he progresses. Do we ever get anything of value out of these interviews? And you know what? I'm not necessarily calling out the interviewers. I'd probably do the same thing. Just saying I don't get much out of them. I'd almost wish we could hear McVeigh say something like, hey, are you kidding me? This guy's got no shot. No shot at making the 53-man roster. His shot at making the 53-man roster is about the same as Tutu Atwell leading Cam Akers through the B-gap. Chances of him making the roster are pretty much the same as a Kyle Shanahan-led offense bleeding the clock on a 15-play drive to salt away a playoff victory. His chances of making the roster are about as good as me, Sean McVay, wisely using a timeout late in the first half. This guy's got no shot. We'll keep him around for a little while. If we're cutting down to 89 players, he's going to be the guy heading to the parking lot first. I'll help him pack his bags. Another thing that bothers me about training camp, training camp peeve number two, let's call it, is the excitement that results when the Rams or any team sign a guy off the street. Most recently, Royce Freeman's a good example. Hey, you know what? I love the signing. I think it makes sense. Get a big back that can handle a lot of carries in the preseason. That some fans were a little overly excited about this signing. Rolls Royce Freeman arrives the Rams have the steal of the century. And, you know, I love the signing. No problem with the signing. But let's accept it for what it is. The Rams filling out their roster, adding the 89th or 90th guy on their roster. There are 32 teams that have 88 to 90 guys in camp, and Royce Freeman wasn't one of them for a reason. He is now. Wish him the best of luck. I think he's got a good chance of making this roster, and I hope he rejuvenates his career. But this signing is nothing to get overly excited about, especially if you look at his production in the NFL. Not really that impressive. So let's pump the brakes on the excitement over signing a guy to fill out the 89th or 90th spot on the roster. Training camp peeve number three. You notice the excitement when you hear Stetson Bennett hooks up with Demarcus Robinson for a 60-yard score or whatever it was, or how an edge rusher is bringing the heat on our quarterback three straight plays. Well, let's not forget this is training camp, which means when the wide receiver burns the secondary for a 60-yard touchdown, that's our secondary. That's our secondary that's getting burnt. So, Got to take the good with the bad, and when an edge rusher is bringing the heat on Stafford, hey, that's a good sign, right? But that also means that's our offensive line that's getting chewed up. So got to look at both sides of that. I I think when it's a rookie getting something done, I don't care who they're playing against, that's a good sign. But you also have to worry about the ram that he is beating to make that play. And training camp peeve number four, 
The Rance PR department really tries hard, and I love what they do. I appreciate them trying to keep Ram fans excited and bring in some levity to training camp. But sometimes, I don't know, don't get much value out of some of their content. They had one the other day interviewing Rams players as they took the field for training that day. How many 10-year-olds to bring down Aaron Donald? Pretty comical. Lots of fun, I guess. But I don't know. And for the record, if I'm picking the 10-year-olds, the answer is 14. from Rams Up. Don't forget to like and subscribe. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. Continuing our player focus series, we've touched on a bunch of guys O'Shawn Mathis, Warren McClendon, Marquise Copeland, Jonah Williams, Deshaun Johnson, the two linebackers, Rose Boom and Hummel, the three wide receivers, Demarcus Robinson, Tyler Johnson, and Lawrence McCutcheon. Oh, dang, I said it. Lance McCutcheon. And I was planning on getting back to Ben Skowronik and Tutu Atwell, two 2021 draft picks, but with this injury to Cooper Cup as insignificant as we are hoping it is, puts a new focus on Skyronic and Atwell, elevates their potential importance in this 2023 season, both entering their third year. Time for them to really step up. Are they ready to do that? Let's do a focus on these two guys. I'm going to do kind of a side-by-side approach here because these guys are kind of opposites in a lot of ways. Interesting comparison when you look at them together. Atwell, 5'9", 165. I'm pretty sure he's the lightest player on the roster, competing with the place kicker Tanner Brown for that honor. And Ben Skowronik, 6'3", 224. Pretty big for a wide receiver. Atwell out of Miami. Skowronik out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Atwell played quarterback in high school. Moved on to Louisville, where he played wide receiver for three years. Finished with 140 receptions for 2,307 yards and 21 TDs. Ben Skowronik, four years at Northwestern and then one year at Notre Dame. Skowronik, a slightly larger resume, 54 games, 1,856 yards and 13 TDs. So they both got selected by the Rams in the 2021 draft. Atwell, round two, pick 57. Skowronik, round seven, pick 249. Atwell was clearly overdrafted a little bit. The Rams passed on Creed Humphrey. Well, so did a lot of other teams, though. Seattle actually took wide receiver Dwayne Eskridge prior to Creed Humphrey getting drafted and Atwell going to the Rams. That was a guy a lot of Rams fans liked, if you go by Twitter anyways. Eskridge has not panned out for the Seahawks. He has seven catches for 58 yards over his first two seasons. Only 10 players were picked after Ben Skowronik. So actually a really solid selection by the Rams getting a guy that contributes that late in the draft. Atwell's first year was pretty much non-existent. His only stat was a fumble. Year two, 18 catches for 298 yards and one TD. 
Skyronic came along slowly as well. Year one, 11 catches for 133 yards. Year two, 39 catches, 376 yards. So on their careers, Atwell, 298 yards receiving. Skyronic, 509. Atwell does have a TD. Skyronic still looking for his first receiving TD. He does have a rushing touchdown. The one thing Atwell does have on Skyronic is special teams production, 141 total yards, returning punts, 34 yards rushing. Remember, the other edge Skyronic has is clearly blocking. They actually lined him up at fullback early last year, and when he's in line as a wide receiver, he's going to help the running game a lot more than Atwell, that's for sure. But Atwell adds a different dimension to this offense as we saw last year on a couple of plays we'll talk about here in a minute. I'm not sure where to place the blame on Atwell's lack of production in 2021. He only had 10 offensive snaps, 27 special team snaps. Skowronik, 178 offensive snaps, 200 special team snaps in his rookie year. Both had an uptick in 2022. A lot of that had to do with injuries. Atwell pulled off special teams duty, had 308 offensive snaps, though. Skyronic's participation really increased 696 offensive snaps, only 42 special team snaps. And this is what happens with a lot of guys as they become more integrated in the offense because they're getting better or because other guys are getting hurt. They will play special teams significantly less. And that's what we saw with both of these guys last year. So let's talk about some significant plays these guys made. Atwell played 12 games last year. Didn't really have a breakout game, but he had two catches that really stood out that demonstrate what he can do. One of them was the 62-yard catch against the Saints, his only catch of the game, and he had a 54-yard catch against the Cowboys. Against the Saints, he's in motion to the left, ends up in the slot, runs a wheel route, so this is a play design the Rams used to get him some space, to get him some separation from any cornerbacks that could really knock him around a little bit because he is, remember, only 165 pounds. So he runs the wheel route down the left sideline. Stafford hits him in stride. He released it at the 30. Atwell catches it at the 15 and rolls into the end zone for the touchdown. Coincidentally, the catch against the Cowboys is other big catch. The ball is released at the 28. Atwell hauls it in at the 15 and is tackled. On that play, Atwell is split wide left but the cornerback decides to play off of him, and Atwell just releases for the big play. Both of these plays were first and 10 plays, by the way. Skyronic played 14 games last year. He did have a breakout game against the Raiders, eight catches for 89 yards, including that big 32-yard catch, which was critical to the Rams' comeback in that game. Baker Mayfield and the Rams pulling out a last-minute win against the Raiders. On that play, first and 10 from the Rams, 28, Skyronic split right, hauls it in at the Raiders, 45, and tumbles forward for another five yards, turned around and pulled it in over one Raider while another defender was closing in on him. Quite the contested catch, and that's the type of play Skyronic will make. He's not going to be sprinting through defenses like Atwell for 40, 50 yards, but he will make these contested catches, and Atwell, kind of the opposite. He's a speed demon, but he can get knocked around by big cornerbacks, and he's not going to be that much of a factor in the blocking game. At least I have a hard time seeing that. So sum it up, you know, both these guys have potential to contribute 
to the Rams offense in 2023 in different ways. Right now, the best they're probably going to do is contest for that number three spot in the Rams offense. I think they're both going to get a lot of snaps, maybe very similar number of snaps, unless they're both bumped by Demarcus Robinson. I think that number three spots between these three guys. Demarcus, more of an all-around wide receiver. Skowronic, better in the run game and playing against big cornerbacks. Atwell adds that extra dimension, the deep ball, jet sweeps, screen passes, those types of things. Now, he may not be able to block as well as Skowronic or Robinson, but he's going to open up the running game by keeping these safeties honest. The one thing you have to say about Skowronic is, you know, people talk about great draft picks, and most people will say the Rams' greatest draft pick was Aaron Donald. But look at it this way. If you can get a really good player in the seventh round, that's pretty impressive. And I've argued recently that the Rams' greatest draft pick in the history of the franchise might be Larry Brooks, drafted round 14, pick 355, over 100 picks later than Ben Skowronik, as a player, two-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler. That is a great draft pick, ladies and gentlemen, getting a guy like Larry Brooks in the seventh round. Tutu Atwell in the second round, eh, hasn't really worked out yet. He could end up being a pretty darn good player, but so far disappointing. But Ben Skowronik picked in the seventh round. You go look at some of those other guys picked in the seventh round, and you have to admit, the Rams nailed this pick, getting Skowronik that late. That's how I see this shaping up, though, at this point. A couple weeks into training camp, Tutu Atwell, Ben Skowronik, and Demarcus Robinson are all going to get a lot of snaps as a third wide receiver. Depends on the down, the distance, the situation, the defenses they're playing against. I love the excitement Atwell brings, the threat he brings of the deep ball, and he's demonstrated he can do that. Ben Skowronik loved the toughness, the ability to block, and the ability to make contested catches. We'll watch these guys in preseason. Last preseason, Atwell didn't get any playing time, I don't think. If he did, it was very little, which is an indication he had obviously made the team and it was going to be a big part of the offense. He was a little bit, not a whole lot, though. Be interesting to see if he gets playing time in the preseason. Rams have so much competition going at that position Not sure if the Rams will weed out the pecking order in training camp and against training camp sessions against teams like the Raiders and Broncos, or are they going to use preseason games to figure it out? Chargers and Broncos, or if they're going to use preseason games to figure it out. We may not know till game one what the pecking order is at the wide receiver position. Assuming it's Cup, Jefferson, and then those three guys, Demarcus Robinson, who we've already talked about, Tutu Atwell and Ben Skowronik. All three of them bring in something a little bit different to this offense. Now, who did I leave out of this discussion? The rookie Puka Nakua. And yeah, I've heard some really good things. Maybe he'll end up pushing for that number three spot. I just think sometimes we get overly excited about these rookies. Let's see what he can do in the preseason first. Maybe by the end of the year, we'll be talking more about him. But history tells me This will not be the year for Puka Nakua, but I'd love to be wrong about that.
that's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Until next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe, Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan, and Crimson Fly by Hamama. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plastic-free 305.